Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I'm really excited to be joined by master energy healer and freedom coach, Lauren Courtney, who I follow on Instagram who is just full of light and inspiration and tips and has the most amazing head of hair that I'm really jealous of. Welcome, Lauren. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) What an introduction, eh? I will take that introduction. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a Vidal Sassoon model. I used to love the ads and be like, maybe one day or Pantene Pro-V and I'm still waiting on the call and it can happen. I I have not given up on being a hair model. (laughs) If you're listening, you really need to be getting this lady in. Her hair is just, it's just stunning. I love it. Um, Anyway, enough of that craziness. I already was talking about her hair before we hit record because I I flipping love it. It's gorgeous. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about straight away. My extended crown and auric field. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I think it is for sure. So Lauren, the first question is always the same for every guest that I have on the podcast, no matter the crazy introduction that they get given, which is energy healer, freedom coach. How did you get into this? How did it start for you? Well, this could take the whole call. So I will, I will make sure we're not using the whole podcast for this journey. I love it. And I will give you a nice condensed background. So I simply did not grow up as a medium or healer. I didn't even know mediumship and healing existed. And then seven years ago, I was working as a private chef. I had left corporate America and already been following these inner knowings that I was here to help people heal. And I left corporate America, became a holistic health coach that led me to becoming a private chef. I worked with clients in high-end recovery homes in New York City. Um, 
So I was cooking and um, a private, I was a private chef and a health coach for clients recovering from food, drug and alcohol addiction. Some clients that were failure to launch, some that were dealing with sex addiction, you name it. I got to see it, hold space for it and really understand this world. And I didn't understand why I was learning this world. And fast forward seven years ago, my best friend and first love passed away. And the day he crossed over, he began communicating with me. And there was no question, like it it wasn't even a question if he was communicating with me. Um, It was about seven hours or so after I got the news that he passed. I was with girlfriends. It was July 4th weekend. And my friends said, we we need to go eat something. And we were standing in a pizza place. I was waiting for a salad, just like standing against the wall. It was very crowded. And all of a sudden, the music changed and the real Slim Shady came on, which was not a popular song seven years ago. But my best friend and I, um, Eminem was like our thing. We went to all his concerts. The song came on and my whole body had goosebumps like I had never felt before. And immediately I was like, oh, my God, you are with me. Something is happening. I don't understand. And I'm going to figure it out. And that led me on the most incredible journey that I never knew I would get to go on. Um, It led me to leaving being a private chef, moving out to California, finding Holy Fire Reiki, which further opened my mediumship. Um, I started seeing into my past lifetimes as a healer, as a medicine woman, as a shaman, Um, also past lives where I was none of those things, right? Like I wasn't always these magical things. Those were just the ones we'll touch on, right? And I ended up working in California at the time as a spiritual advisor in the cannabis industry. I like created my own title, got these guys to hire me. And on that journey, I started working as a healer for them and also going back into my ancestry and healing my ancestors. Like I I had my mom send me a picture of my family tree that I'd made in middle school. And every night I would sit with different ancestors who had crossed over that wanted healing to heal my lineage and heal myself and heal the future of my lineage because that's what we have the ability to do. So I started doing that and one thing led to another. I was guided to move to Miami. I've now been here a little over five years. Um, It was here that I was introduced to sound healing or, or teaching sound healing. I'd already done a lot of sound healing myself. Um, And I ended up training with a shaman as well and many other things along the journey that I've done to embody who I am on a soul level. Because this is who I am. This is who I've always been. I simply turned it off when I was really little because I didn't know I didn't have the space um, held for me to understand that at a young age, I feel very deeply, I'm extremely clairsentient. Um, and you know, as a kid, we, we turn that off sometimes and I'm simply happy it's on now. I I love it. So first question, oh my God, there's so many I could ask just about your intro, but first question, do you feel that your soul chose to have an experience where it would be disconnected from the truth that you know disconnected from the clairsentience disconnected from that guidance system so that you would later learn to reconnect with it or do you feel like that's something that just happened uh I I think I chose to disconnect um in human design, if you're familiar with human design and the listeners, I'm a three five, which is a martyr heretic. And simply what that means is I'm here to experience and then teach through my experiences. So in my life, just to peel it back a little bit, even leading up to that part of my life, I had three major jaw surgeries. I had reconstructive jaw surgery for 10 years of my life. I was prescribed to painkillers, anti-inflammatories, muscle relaxers, painkillers. I was put on medicine for ADD for 
12 ish years of my life until I decided to take it off. So I went, I was down a very dark rabbit hole of being prescribed pharmaceuticals. I self-medicated with cannabis to deal with that. I would drink alcohol in the way that kids of my generation drink alcohol, where it's like we binge drink and that's normal. And through getting sober for almost five years and now reintroducing alcohol to my life, I'm like, none of that was ever normal. And I could now have healthy relationships with different, different substances and medicines in my life. Um, But I had to experience all of that to also experience the loss of the man I loved who died of an overdose after being sober a long time. And then two years after he passed, my best friend from kindergarten passed from an overdose as well. So I've experienced like this broad spectrum of duality in my life of playing with the fire going the totally other way to also be where I am now, which is in this centered space in life where I had to experience both sides. Like I could, no one could have ever taught me that I had to experience it. And I wouldn't have if, if I had known like that would have, that would have been a nice option. Would have loved that option. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Sign me up for that option next time. It's I just this is really interesting because I just love delving into because we have these sort of airy fairy ideas, don't we, about the path and the journey. And I think for a lot of people, the idea is that it it starts when you find spirit. But actually, I think it's there. But beneath the surface, like you say, it would have been nice to know you're going through this because it's going to get better. But that that would take away the journey. Yeah. So I had no idea like it would get better. I didn't even know like that. I didn't even know that was a thing. I simply thought it was good. I was talking to my mom the other day about um, like my childhood and her life. And she said, I wish I could have given you and your sister certain things that I didn't have. And I, and I literally was shocked. I was like, wait, you wanted to give us other things? Like, I feel like I grew up really great. I grew up in a middle-class family. I never wanted for anything on a deep level. Like I was, I had the things I needed and I'm so fortunate. And to hear that, I was like, wait, you wanted to give me other things. And I don't even know why I just said that. It it connected. Interesting though, yeah. But it's just this, it's so it's so interesting the experience that we're all having and like the experiences we're not talking about having. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So you have this amazing experience with your first love moving into spirit, communicating so clearly, so tangibly to you, which shows that you're open enough to be able to recognize that and seen it and then you talked about sort of being guided how does that look for you being guided is it just I've got a desire to move up sticks and move here is it something more tangible than that like how do you know when you're following your gut so when I left New York for LA that was my first like really big leap and at least in the spirit, like in the more conscious. Yeah. For a year, I had felt I was supposed to move to LA. I didn't know why it made no sense to me. I was, I didn't even realize I was afraid to do it. I simply was not going to do it. I I have this this meal delivery service I just started. I'm working as a private chef. I'd already left corporate America, which was such a big leap to do this, that it was like, uh, I'm going to go to LA and do what? Like, I don't even know how, I don't even know how I would move. Yeah. So that was my first big leap. And it was, it was just after Jeff died. It was this moment of what am I waiting for? I can always come back. So I took the leap. I still had my apartment in New York um, because I owned it at the time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep my apartment and I'll sign a lease in LA for a year. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. 
and it can and it's and it's gonna be fine whatever it is so like I had you know this like little security of I have this home here and also I went fully in when I moved to LA and it was just knowing I have to be there and my third day in LA my third day, I had already learned Reiki one and two in New York and the Sui traditional way. And when I moved to LA day three, I was supposed to go work out with the only friend I had in LA. I had just met her and she had to cancel on me. I was like, I have to get out of my apartment. I don't even have furniture yet. And I looked on this class pass app and there was a class down the road called Aroma Reiki. And I was like, ooh, well, that sounds great. We don't have that in New York. Like, this is such a lovely place, LA, Aroma Reiki. And I went to this class and I walked into the room and said to the teacher, this Reiki is different. I already know. Whatever it is, I want to learn it from you. And it was indeed different. It's called Holy Fire Reiki. There were not many people trained in it yet. And I had to go to LA to find it because that Reiki was the catalyst for a massive change in my life. So it had been calling me for a year. I simply wasn't ready to step in and listen. So I got better with listening, right? I was like, I don't want to extend things as long. So when I got the call, the pull to come to Miami, I was uh, brought here for a two-week job opportunity, asked to stay. And in that time where I was asked to stay, I very clearly felt my grandfather coming through. At the time, my grandmother and my great aunt both lived nearby to Miami, just a 45-minute drive. And my grandpa was very clear, you need to move here. And I said, okay. And I moved. And within six months of my moving here, my grandma, who had just turned 90, went blind. And I was able to help her transition from having vision to going blind and spent the last five years of her life close by getting like, oh, for anyone listening to this, If you have the ability to spend time with your relatives, your your grandparents, your great-grandparents, I know it may seem silly and it may seem like boring and like, why would I want to do this? It's the greatest gift you can give to them and to yourself. It's, It's the most pure, unconditional love. And I got to experience that. I got to have... The last five years of my grandmother's life with her, she passed um, a year and a half ago. And I got to have the last five years of my great aunt's life with her and she passed in May. And in both of their passings, they awakened me even more because I got to have the end of life with them, that experience that is just incredible. So the point is every, every time I listen, it gets easier now and I simply follow and tune in and say yes. Um, thank you for sharing that. That was lovely. I'm regretting putting eyeliner on now, but we were just, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'll just sniff my way through the rest of this podcast. So incredible experiences. And I think really lovely of you to also, because I think there's this dialogue out there, you know, you, everyone talks about the nudges, but no one talks about the fact that they've ignored them for a year or they've doubted them or they've not believed in them. So that's really lovely of you to to share that and not just sanitize it because it's really hard, isn't it? You have these these urges that make no sense, no sense at all. It, your, in, your intellect is like, but what? You've got a whole life here. Why would you want to move? Why would you want to do this? So absolutely incredible that even after a year I mean it took me three years to follow evidential mediumship because I kept pinching myself off from it um and now I look back and I think god I could have done with that time but I just but I I even think like like if I knew where I'd be now seven years ago if, if seven years ago was like here here's where you're gonna be now do it. I don't know if I would have done it. So it's like, I had to do it in the way that I had to do it to be able to like, first of all, like just stabilize my body to be able to be a channel, a medium, a healer and all of these things, because 
it's so expansive and you know, it's so out here and the work is here. So like, I have to be the best vessel. And if like, I never could have simply woken up and fully went into all of this. Like I had, I had to wake up slowly (laughs) in the way that I needed to. And I think what's so beautiful I had a mentor once say to me somewhere along the lines that, oh, I remember who it was. It was Shaman John Ramsmussen. He said to me once that what he did in, let's say, 10 years, now he can help someone do in 10 months. Yeah. And that's how I feel with my work, right? Because we're simply collapsing timelines. Whatever doors I hold the keys to already, I get to hand to the people that are ready to walk through them period. You don't have to like go digging now for that door or cellar or whatever it is. Like, it's like, here you are. It's here. Are you ready to walk through it? Like what a fucking gift that people get to simply walk through the doors. And also if they want to go the route that I went, where it's like the questioning and the digging and all that good on them too. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So holy fire Reiki. What's the difference between that and a Zui Reiki? So a Zui Reiki, the way that it's taught, like on a, on a very basic level, the way that it's trained is the teacher that is get, teaching you Reiki will place the symbols in your hands. They'll draw it on your hands. They'll draw it on your shoulders. In Holy Fire Reiki, the teacher does not touch the student. So the teacher's energy is not involved at all. I simply bring you into a healing experience. And in that experience, you're connected straight to source energy. So you're receiving exactly what you need for your body, your nervous system in that moment, Um, which I love because I always tell clients when they come for a Reiki training, I don't, I I want you to be the best healer you are. I don't care if that means you're a quote unquote better healer than me. I want you to activate all of you. So if I simply get to show up and hold space for this training and you get to be your best self, that's the greatest gift that I can give and receive because it's also helping me remember how to let my ego be at peace because none of it's about me. And that's so much what Holy Fire Reiki is about. It's about putting your ego to the side. It's about really moving from a place of love. They say in the training that Holy Fire Reiki was brought to the people of earth at this time by Jesus um, and the ascended masters and brotherhood and sisterhood of light. And I say that as a Jewish woman who did not grow up with Jesus um, at all. I didn't really grow up talking about God even. I grew up very much like in a reformed Jewish family. I'd go to temple on the high holidays and that was really it. But I had no, I, I had no idea of Jesus. And then I went through this training and like, Jesus is such a guide for me. Jesus is like my friend. And when I say Jesus, like to anyone listening to this, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, Holy Fire, Ascended Masters, none of those are religious terms. Um, They were used in religion to create separation, but they're all spiritual terms in nature. So like, it's all good. Relax. And if you're, if you're uncomfortable with it, call me and we'll heal that. Um, because the thing is we want to go right to God at least to me like I can say universe and that's going to be powerful and to me God is the creator of the universe so why wouldn't I go directly to God if I can go directly to God there will be times I'll call on certain archangels right because I can't go to God for everything God's like this is why I have certain certain angels that you can work with and ascended masters oh okay great but my point is like why not go directly to God and to source and that's what holy fire to, to bring it back that's what holy fire Reiki has really taught me so it's a deeply healing experience um there's a lot of experiences offered, which you could almost see as a meditation, but I bring you through an experience to this beautiful place for deep healing. And then I'm also trained. So 
I'm trained in Holy Fire Reiki and a few modalities of it. So there's Karuna Reiki, where you're working with another eight symbols and you're chanting and toning those symbols. And Karuna means compassion, compassionate action. So it's the Reiki of compassionate action. There's world peace, holy fire Reiki that I'm attuned to. I'm attuned to be um, a holy fire animal Reiki master as well, which is all about the animal kingdom, which we, of course, as humans are part of. So holy fire is like, literally, it's like setting the world on fire with love and compassion and grace and healing and owning that, like, I'll probably offend some people. I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) I'm going to say it anyway. Like Jesus is not coming to save me. No one's coming to save me. Like no one is coming to save you. So fucking own that you're a healer. Own who you are. Like you are a healer. Like if Jesus and the Ascended Masters brought me this tool so I could become my own greatest healer, it's because no one's coming to fucking save me. No one's coming to save you. So step in, show up and live in your motherfucking truth and be your fucking own healer and learn from the people that you can learn from and teach the people you're meant to teach and live out your dharma and your truth okay i take right yes <laughs> i love it do you know it's really funny because i was teaching spirit led reiki last night and i did a whole speech about jesus <laughs> so i've just been sitting here like that <laughs> like he's not the religious man i'm talking about the energy frequency behind the religion like yeah. and it's just i was just sitting here like laughing my head off like oh here we go so funny hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Do you know what? There are so many parallels between you and me. Um, It's just cracking me up. I've got to tell you this. I used to have a ready meal business. I've got, and like, and that was the start of my healing journey because I wanted people to be well. And I knew, um, and funnily enough, I was all focused on the elderly people and end of life and not just treating them like second class and giving them whatever, but giving them good, nutritious food. That's what I, I used to have a cooking and home delivery meal service. Oh so my it's God, just, I could cry. That is so, so funny. Beautiful. So there's me and you on the opposite sides of the globe, just doing our funny little uh, journey. Totally uh, same disconnected when I was little, no idea, feel all the feels. It's just really making me laugh. I just had to tell you that, Lauren. Cause I just- love that so much. And that's what's so beautiful, right? Like I think so many people, our paths while different are so similar. And cause we're all simply right. Like Ram Dass said, we're all walking each other home. So it's like, how can I help lead you home? Like I actually, I haven't, I cook all the time, right? I cook for friends. I cook for my family. And I haven't cooked as a job in seven years. And I actually just said yes to my first cooking job because it feels so aligned. And um, I'll share with you, I've actually been writing a book behind the scenes um, for the last two years since my grandmother passed. She was very clear, you need to write your healing cookbook because I believe in, in eating for your chakras and eating for alignment of your 
of your chakras and your energy centers and the mindset behind food. Cause I come from a little bit of a disordered eating background, which I think many of us do. And many of us turn to food to heal first, to heal our own disordered backgrounds and mindset around food. So I have this whole way and style of treating food and cooking and thinking about food. So I've been writing this book behind the scenes and I got hired to be a chef on a retreat coming up. That's all about loving your body and movement. Um, So this is something, an area where it's like, I believe we have to walk through the doors in which we once came as we return home. And it, it was no coincidence, right? That either of us were these chefs, that either of us were healing people with food. And I feel called, I feel called to share this. So maybe it's something you're going through. One of my biggest reasons I left corporate America, the two things I kept hearing were, you are here to help people heal. And I want to be able to make dinner for my family at the end of the day. And I didn't necessarily know what that looked like at like 20 something years old. And now at this place in my life, I know I want to have children and I want to have a husband and I'm calling in all of those things and holding space for that right divine partnership and knowing that I want to make dinner for my family at the end of the day, because that right is where it all began, at least for me. I'll tell you exactly why you want to say that to me. And we'll just forget about the fact that we're recording a podcast and you and I will have a little loving. Um, so in the last week, I have had one of my spiritual slaps, as I call them, which is bit. I, I'm a Capricorn. Uh, I will talk to you more about human design later. I'm a Capricorn moon. So okay, uh, so I have a tendency within me to, to do all the work and then collapse from exhaustion. And one of the things that Spirit have been talking to me about recently has been, what if you had your dream life, what would it look like? And my dream life would be not cooking every night, but cooking and providing and you know my children are 17 and 14 and being around for them and having that almost like good witch everyone in the kitchen food cooking made with love and getting back to that rather than just rushing around and being spread too thin so I'm actively trying to choose that at the moment so that is hilarious such mirrored souls on opposite sides of the globe it's so funny it's so good the universe is so good I I know amazing right so god god is so good I actually I want to touch before we leave food I want to touch because we were having I said to you I'm going to hit record because I always get miss good bits then we uh, then I complimented you on your hair and we proceeded to have a really interesting conversation about food plus you I was looking on your Instagram and you had a beautiful recipe that you'd put out recently with loads of color in it and it looked lush so I could tell there was something going on with you with food but talk to us about healing for food is there I know you've got obviously you've got a book that's going to be coming out soon and we'll have you back on when you're ready to talk about it but if for all those publishers listening like just let me letting them know I don't have a publisher yet so when you're ready for me send me a message same I've got a book written about mediumship if anyone would like to publish that anyone come along maybe we just start our own publishing firm for maybe (laughs) that's anyone listening wants to start a publishing firm we've got books yeah yeah we're ready come on um so that's really funny um what would somebody if someone's just listening and they really have no idea what they need to be consuming what they need to be doing can you give someone just a few tips to get them started yeah okay i'm gonna i want to tune in for a second just to hear like what like on so on the most basic level my belief with food is eating for our chakras so for those of you familiar or not familiar our chakras we've got many of them, but we'll talk about the seven main energy centers that run from the root up to the crown. So each one is identified by a different color. So we want to tune into an energy center. So I'll just like talk on this for a moment is I knew I was getting on this podcast, right? So how do I want to feel getting on this podcast Okay, I want to feel in my power. So I want to nurture my solar plexus. I'm going to drink some bone broth. So I have a chicken bone broth with turmeric and ginger, all of which are yellow and are going to really light up my solar plexus. 
I want to also be vocal and free in my ability to speak my truth. So I have some green tea as well to open and nurture my vocal cords this morning. I'm drinking water as well to connect with source clarity and be able to specifically move the energy through me. So that is like a a super almost kind of like basic level. So now like tapping into the rest of the day, I know I've got a client call after this. I'm going to want to feed my heart um, because I've like poured out a lot on this. I want to nurture my heart. So I'll probably just like have some um, leafy greens when I get off this call with a little salad dressing. Perhaps I'll have an egg with that to simply, again, replenish my solar plexus. So that's how I start looking at food is how can we eat the colors based on what we're needing. I love it. And it's almost like a form of witchcraft working with the intention of it as well, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. I it's love it. Kitchen witchery. Yeah. I love this. It's so because last week I interviewed uh, a herbalist and an apothecary, and she was talking about talking to the plants and asking the plants, What are you going to do for me? What do I need? It's exactly the same. It's that running theme, just utilizing that power in different ways. I love it. I love no. hearing that. I love hearing that because I, I feel called to more herbs and, you know, of course I use like herbs and spices in the kitchen, but I've been feeling called more to creating magic and potions and different things. So it's, it's amazing how it's all interwoven and connected. And it's again, so much tuning into your intuition. Fantastic. I love it. Now, Freedom Coach, I saw you've got like your Fear to Freedom program and you do a lot of work with overcoming fears. And I guess I want to dive deep into that because I know that you said you ignored for a year and and so you've been through this journey of this is what I feel called to do and all of the blocks that come up for that. Um, How do you help clients overcome their fear? I think the first thing to understanding is we, we need to have fear fear is healthy. We don't simply want to be, I am fearless, right? Because then we're, are we even living? You know, when I have a healthy amount of fear, I'm actually moving into a space of freedom because I know I'm doing something uncomfortable. And through this discomfort, I am accessing a new level of freedom, So I think first and foremost, it's shifting our mindset. And that's what I've learned a lot, um, I guess, over these last three years. At at some point, three-ish years ago, I trained in uh, NLP, timeline therapy, and hypnosis. And I don't know why I did it. I just, right, my my intuition told me to. You do know why. (laughs) Right? My intuition (laughs) told me to. And I absolutely love timeline therapy, use it in my work all the time. And while I don't specifically use NLP, what I do realize is it's, it's not that I don't use it. I embody it. And I hear language and I hear the way we talk and I hear the way we can reshape sentences to become more powerful in our words and who we are. And I think that's so much about what fear to freedom is. It's becoming so strong in your words and in your conviction and in your truth that that's where the freedom lies. Are parts of it related to ancestral healing, uh, timeline clearing, past life regressions, healing from traumas in your childhood, ex-boyfriends, lovers, friends, being bullied, whatever it is, right? Yes. And it all comes back, at least where I see it these days, to that mental space, because we can live trapped in an emotion forever I'm going to say something else that will probably offend some people because that's what I do um when I was when I was sober consciously sober I at a certain point was guided to go to some AA meetings and I saw I, I went to a few AA meetings I did some online meetings I did them in different states all over the place and the one thing that always came up for me in these meetings. And like, I would go, I would share, I'd have my experience, I'd cry and and really like let myself be vulnerable. And what I noticed is 
I could do that and then like transmute the energy and move forward, right? Find the freedom in that moment and like no longer let that old thing hold on to me because of the abilities to transmute and the, the tools that I've been afforded and found and guided to and trusted my intuition to get to. And what I saw in a lot of these meetings was people coming back and telling the same stories over and over. And you begin to reprogram your mind to that story. And it was actually right before I chose to consume cannabis again, that someone said to me that I hadn't talked to in a while. I had told her I was going to meetings and she said, are you an alcoholic? Are you an addict? And I was like, well, I can't really say yes. Like I'm still trying to figure out why I'm on this journey. And I know I need to be on this journey. And she said, well, are you saying when you go to these meetings, hi, I'm Lauren and I'm an alcoholic. And I said, yeah, or some version of is what I would say. Yeah. And she's, well, you're reprogramming that every time you say it. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, yeah. duh. The thing I already know, I needed someone outside of me to remind me of. Because I was creating a new pattern. Mm -hmm. I was creating this fear that this thing would happen. So of course it was going to happen. Of course I'm going to be this thing. I created a fear that my dog was going to get off his leash and get out into the street because it happened with my other, my family dog ones. Guess what? I was in Manhattan last week. My dog's leash unclipped. He got in the street. I screamed. He stopped. We were both fine. I created that though. Mm -hmm. I created that because I was in fear of it. I was living in the fear of something happening instead of creating the space of if this happened, what would this be here to teach me? And how can I move through this experience and find the freedom? So two very different, two very different versions. I love it. I love it. That's a really interesting thing to think about because I do believe, I believe that your words have power. It's one of the things I often talk to students about when they're going to do mediumship, you know, don't say I'm never, I'm not, don't feel very good today. I'm not sure it's going to work as as you're going to start doing it because all you're doing is telling your energy to cut you off. So absolutely that makes sense. So when you're doing your fear to freedom coaching with people and working with one-on-one clients on this kind of thing, are you being like that friend was to you, that external voice that says, hang on a minute, what did you just say? What are you doing? Is that what the word, I love it, triggers. (laughs) And thank, thank God I do this for clients because I was just in New York for a few weeks with my family and my mother does not want to hear her language need to be shifted anymore. Yeah. They used to be like, mom, you need Reiki. You have to understand Reiki. And now I'm like, mom, you have to understand the power of your words. Well, it's true. And don't forget, she chose to call you in. So she chose for you to drive. That's why I say to my mum, you chose that I was going to be really annoying. This is also down to you. I'm your manifestation. I tell her all the time. Like you always used to say I'm your twin. So now I'm just showing you the parts of you that you hid. (laughs) Amazing. So from a healing perspective, and I guess from a fear blocking, like manifestation creation perspective, do you believe that, everything is available or do you believe that there are certain aspects that we cannot call in because it's not our path our journey in this lifetime I believe there are certain things we can't call in because it's not our path and journey in this lifetime I really do believe that I really do. And I know some people that believe everyone can access mediumship. And I I believe that. And I believe that's different. Like everyone's mediumship and gifts are going to look different. You know, like one of my best friends is a medium. She's incredible. She's a very visual medium. She kind of like, it's like film strips is how she sees things. For me, my mediumship is very clairsentient and clairaudient and I'm not very evidential. I, and I, and I don't want to be anytime that I try to be, I actually cut off what wants to come through because it's not meant for me. And I had to be in acceptance of that. Cause I actually thought 
I was bad, I was wrong, and all these other things that I think come along with needing to like certain people needing to do it certain ways like she studied at Arthur Finley and that was her path right and you do evidential so you know I think it's being an acceptance and actually it was being in London earlier this summer I was there for a few days by myself and I, I kept being guided to rewatch Harry Potter. And I didn't know why. Like, I read them when I was a kid, hadn't really, like, tuned in with Harry Potter much since. And I was guided to, to watch some of the movies again. I only made it through the first two, but that was plenty. Because what I needed to remember is that people are muggles. Yeah. There are muggles and that's okay. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. We, we simply need to have that. We need every spectrum in order for like light workers to do the work that we're here to do. And in order for the world to move, like on the most simple, on the most simple thing, I am not going to be a farmer. I don't know how to farm. I'm so lucky that my plants in my home uh, stay alive and do well. And I'm not going to be a farmer. And we need farmers in this world who are going to provide us all food. And that's a job that's really important. And within that, right, that's a gift in itself. Like the ability to be a farmer, that's a form of channeling. That's a form of healing and providing nurturing to the land, to the soil and to the world, right? So that is a job as a healer that someone wouldn't necessarily say like, oh, he's a healer. They'd simply be like, oh, they're they're a farmer. Yeah. But yes, and so, right? But that may be considered almost like a muggle thing, but it's like there's magic in being a muggle. Agreed. I love it. I love it. Okay, talk to me quickly, and I know we're really at time, but about human design, because this keeps popping up at the moment. Um, What is human design? Why is it important? So human design, similar to astrology, right? It's another way of knowing yourself. There's gene keys, there's human design, there's your zodiac, there's cards of life. There's so many things. What I love about human design is... So it it's related to the Zodiac, Kabbalah, and I believe it's I Ching. So it's these three things melded together that to me, when I started to learn it, I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, uh-huh. That's, that's correct. I am a martyr heretic. So there are different energy types are reflectors, projectors, generators, manifestors, and manifesting generators. There are different amounts of each ones in this world. I'm a generator. I'm here to quite literally make things happen. I'm here to move energy. A projector is someone who is here to more project what they see. And then a generator is going to make it happen. A manifestor is more here to manifest. And then a generator is going to create that. A reflector is someone who's going to reflect back the things you may or may not want to see within yourself. Mm-hmm. So ever, we we all have our own hum, unique human design, right? Just like our thumbprints, we have our own design and I could simply think it's something cool to learn and understand. And actually I have a course that starts tonight called center yourself um, that I've partnered with a human design expert, because I should say I am not a human design expert. I've studied my own chart. I look into my clients charts to understand certain things when I need to Um, like there's, a piece of human design that talks about your digestion. This is actually one of my favorite pieces in human design. We have a different digestion type, each of us. Some will be the same. Mine personally is I'm an indirect eater. And what that means is I digest best when there is no sunlight. So really, I am meant to be fasting the majority of the day and eating a big dinner, like midnight snacks or my friends. And society would tell me different, right? So for my whole life, I've tried to eat a certain way. 
And it never sat correctly with me. I remember being in high school, trying to eat cereal before school and vomiting one day and telling my mom, I'm never eating breakfast again. Stop making me eat breakfast. I get really sick. Like I'd have anxiety and I didn't understand where it was coming from. Well, I wasn't supposed to be eating then. And the moment I started understanding that and shifting that for me, it was huge. It gave me the permission to do that as opposed to, well, if you eat after 8 p.m., you're going to get fat if you do that, right? So there there were all these stories that human design helped me heal about my own unique design. So I have this course starting tonight. Um, I know it will be late for people to have access to that with this podcast, but tune in with me. There, there are many ways to work with me that incorporate human design if that's something you do want to know more about. Amazing. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing so much so openly with us all. I will obviously put a link to your socials and your website in the show notes so people can check you out and connect with you and see all the amazing stuff that you're doing. I'd just like to finish by asking you, what's next for you? Um, What's next for me is getting my cookbook published. Yeah. And within that, I have a beautiful marketing plan that I've created that incorporates dinner parties in different cities, um, hopefully different countries as well that showcase the recipes that showcase healing for your chakras, um, where I'll also bring in sound healing. And then from dinners, we'll move into retreats and card decks and then the next book, um, And in addition to that, I'm also starting a kundalini yoga teacher training in person. So I'm diving deeper into my own meditation practices, my own witchcraft and um, motherhood also is definitely on the agenda for for what's next i'm like should we do i need to claim anything else over here universe god what no, you go for it girl say out loud? i love it babies and publishing books and retreats and travel in the world That's, that sounds like a good plan to me thank you yeah. very much lauren thank you hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.